0: You're listening to the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Fantasy Sports Today.
1: All right, welcome to the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Fantasy Sports Today. Joe Galina. Filling in for Dan Strafford. And we got my buddy, my buddy George, George Kurtz, uh, filling in uh, for uh, Mr. Mike Blewett. Uh, good to talk to you on a Saturday morning there, George. How
2: you doing? I'm doing well, Joe. Uh, you know, Joe, do you realize... We have actually games that are going to count this week in baseball Thursday you know, he yeah. opens up the major league baseball season in Japan so it's a it's a good week it's a weird week because we get well, it's a little tease right you get a couple yeah. of games you know, if you I don't know if you're gonna wake up early I'm not waking up early Joe uh, I might record the games and watch them when I wake up but I'm not waking up at five five thirty a.m to watch these things you know you get two games and you gotta wait another week I, I might
1: be up anyway so I, I mean i'm not I wouldn't set an alarm to to watch these games unless uh, our Yankees uh, were playing and they played in uh, japan in the past but yeah uh it's it's the 20th and the 21st Uh, we've got the a's versus the mariners and mike fires opens up the season for the a's uh, versus marco gonzalez uh in game one and then uh, game two uh marco estrada pitches uh for the a's and uh, we get to see the major league debut of yusei kikuchi for the mariners I'm excited. That I'm uh, very interested to see. I, I, you know, I, I drafted him on uh, my TGFBI team. Um, I'm, I'm hoping that, uh, you know, like so many uh, Asian players in the past, that, that first year uh, or at least that first turn through the, through, the, uh, you know, the, through the league, usually they have been successful. So it's going to be interesting to see what Kikuchi could do against Major League batters this season. Can you say
2: that name without thinking "koochie koochie <laughs> No, I can't. I mean, that, that's going awesome. to kill me all season long. Though. <laughs> that's all that's I'm going to be thinking of every time I hear that name. <laughs> Just like uh, you know, taking your finger under a baby's chin and going
1: "koochie koo." That I don't think I've ever done, but no, uh, no I think I don't I've think like seen it so. done on TV. Yeah, I've never done that either in, in person, but uh, yeah, I I've seen it, I it done know in know the that whole thing.
2: No, no, that was a thing. No, huh.
1: no, no, I didn't. <laughs> and what'd you, <laughs> what'd, you, what'd, you, what'd you think it was? You're the one who brought up the coochie coochie coo. So what'd you think? That was just annoying
2: a baby, pretty much. Right? <laughs> coochie coochie That's uh, it's all I can think of now with this this uh, guy's <laughs> name here. Is I think it's, I think they said his nickname is uh, coochie. I believe it they. Makes uh, sense. Saw that yeah, it does. I mean, it's it's a natural mm-hmm. nickname there. But fantasy wise, it brings up something interesting because just we get these two games early. Mm-hmm. Uh, now the uh, these teams haven't announced their rotation for the uh, that weekend's games because remember baseball opening day starts on Thursday, but odds are you'll get two starts from Fears. So, mm-hmm. You know you could get two starts from Gonzalez, Coochie. Mm-hmm. You know Interesting. So, uh, yeah, good point. Well, ordinarily you may not have these guys in your lineup, especially uh, more. This probably goes more towards Fierce because you're facing Seattle, not much of an offense there. These mm-hmm. are almost must starts now.
1: Right. Yeah, that's a very good point, and uh, you know we're shocked.
2: George was no, no, a no, good not, point. My God!
1: Well, you know, uh, come on. Every now and come then, on, George. <laughs> I've uh, no, you, you, uh, you are one of the best. I have to I tip my cap to you early in the morning. Now oh, check yeah. the mail. But uh, yeah, I was surprised that you actually said something smart. So, uh, <laughs> how's everything Probably else going? Wife. I know you. <laughs> I know you had your—did uh, you have your home league draft? I saw you tweeted out that you know you had set up a, a draft date way in advance, and then all of a sudden, the day of, uh, one of your league mates said that they couldn't make it.
2: Yeah, I mean, we all have this problem, right? The, uh, I, you know, I joke about it all the time, but uh, the hardest thing I'll do all year is set up a draft date. I mean, mm-hmm. it's not even my draft, By the it was my brother's draft, but a mm-hmm. lot of my, uh, you know, my brother and I have a lot of the same friends, and a lot of my good friends are in it, and uh, it's a home league going on year 29, I believe, or 28, uh, they started in 91, so this be year 28, and, wow. uh, you know, we set up a draft date, you know, we always ask before we set it up, uh, you know, hey, if you can't make, and we send it out to the league, if you can't make a date, please send us the other days you're blocking off. Always send mm-hmm. that out to everybody, and we get it back. You look at it, you find the day that everyone has free. We make the date, right? It's, it should be that simple, right? Day of the draft. Uh, one of my one of my best friends, uh, but he's he's brain dead. Hey, when's the draft? <laughs> <I'm> like what? <laughs> it's a coincidence. He has to send it out on the day of the draft too. Let I me mean, give me a break. Now, mm-hmm. obviously, uh, you know it's fairly obvious he just couldn't admit that you know plans changed. Now he couldn't make it. Now at that point, there's nothing you can do. There's just nothing you can do. I mean, send a send a draft list, then, buddy. Because hey, we we're not changing the date again. We can't do it. We'll never get the draw. We'll never get it in. But it, well, it maybe you got a friend
1: to draft your team for you, right? It, I mean, just that, that's what ready. we ended up doing. You yeah, know. Mm-hmm. You get your a list. Get you your friend a friend to do it
2: for you. But mm-hmm. uh, it, it's frustrating because uh, people cancel drafts for every reason. You know, mm-hmm. it's like you need to cancel a draft for a. You know, you got to go somewhere with your kids. I get it. All right, we all have kids, but you can't be canceling because you got to rearrange I a mean, sock draw. Okay, and you gotta put your you gotta put your underwear in order that week. I mean that day. Or if you with, have
1: to do it, just don't admit that that's the reason. You know, make up something. That would good help. And, too. Then, and then fix your sock
2: drawer. But it's a it's it's like I said, it's it's a difficult thing. It's a difficult thing. But hey, it got in the it took forever, you know. But it uh, it got done, and uh, thankfully it's done. So yes, my home mm. league is done. Uh, I got another little. Uh, I think I got two drafts two more drafts this week on Tuesday and Thursday. The Thursday draft will be forever. That's another forever draft. That's uh with rotor wire and that uh it's eighteen teams, forty main rosters. Wow we're not drafting we're not drafting all 40, Joe. It's mm-hmm. a major keeper league. You're allowed to keep up to 15 uh, major leaguers from the year before and ten minor leaguers. Mm-hmm. And uh I'm not keeping the full amount, but we only auctioned the first twenty-three players. So if I'm keeping fifteen, I'm mm-hmm. only auctioning eight. And then you do a snake draft uh, for the rest of the uh, the draft. So uh, it's a long draft. And yeah, yeah. We'll start at 7. We won't finish till midnight. Mm-hmm. But hopefully, because uh, you know, it's an auction slash, I don't need all these picks. I'll get out of there earlier than most because it does take forever. Yeah, sounds challenging.
1: Sounds very interesting as well. Yeah. I have a, a draft on Tuesday night. Uh, the uh, Grand Sh- Street Tavern League, fifteen-team uh, league. Uh, Adam Ronis is in the the, the league. I'm, I'm going to drop some names. You know, the BFFs are in it. Uh, Chris Vaccaro, uh, who's uh, a big time. Uh, player in the nfbc uh leagues and uh by the way we've got live coverage uh, of uh, that draft uh, starting at noon today so we've got great coverage this is a big draft weekend but uh, in this 15 team league that i just mentioned for tuesday uh, i found that have the the number one pick so uh you know obviously going to go with uh, with trout and uh, then we'll see what happens from there but, tough choice uh, there did you spend a lot of time Hell thinking yeah.
2: about that. <laughs> uh, you know, uh Mookie. Some people no, think Mookie never get the number 1 or 2. I haven't seen that at all. I've done a uh, bunch of lives and a whole bunch of mm. mocks and I have not seen maybe, Mookie. Go
1: maybe maybe I've one seen yet. it in maybe I've seen it in in mocks more than uh, li- I've only really done the, the one live and then I have uh, another live coming up and then three more coming up uh, within the next week and a half. So but you're right. I mean, we, March 28th is the official opening day. So that's what, tw- twelve days away? That's that's amazing. We are it's the earliest uh,
2: opening day ever, right? March twenty eighth. Uh, they opened up in March last year too, but I think the 20th yeah. might be the earliest year by a couple yeah. of uh it's, it's 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 crazy. It's still cold here in the northeast. I know today's not a terrible day and yesterday wasn't terrible either, but it's getting into the forties yeah. again. Yes, yeah, you know, at night. <laughs> yeah. I don't know how much that's, how- that's gonna change in twelve days. Which is mm-hmm. going to also be nicer weather. Uh, I, think that, I think it's one of the mistakes baseball does. It starts, even they were starting in April, it was cold. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think it needs, it needs to start later, uh, trying to get rid of some of these cold days, or at least tell these teams to stop playing games at night. Because, right. my God, man, and, and, uh, uh, someone asked me during the home draft, what was the coldest game I've ever been to? And I'm like, it's not, it's not a football game. I you know, think when you go to a football game, you expect it to be cold, so you, you handle it better. The coldest mm-hmm. game I've been to was a baseball game. And Me The choice too. <laughs> between the opening day for the Yankees, where I had nosebleed mm-hmm. seats, or I went to a night game in April for the Yankees, and, and like I said in April, it was like it was devastatingly cold. I would have paid easily twenty dollars for a cup of hot chocolate. It was that cold.
1: Yeah, uh, I think it was last season. It was uh, like one of the first uh, few games at Yankee Stadium last year. And like you, I had nosebleed states. I was with my wife. It was just so windy up there and cold. And, you know, I I really wasn't dressed. uh, I didn't think it was going to be that cold. And, you know, I was wearing a jacket, but nothing nothing warm enough. So we ended up, you know, moving to another area. But uh, man, yeah, you're right. These these early spring games in baseball, at least, hey, make sure that uh, you schedule uh, as many games as you can with the... you know, in Florida or, or on the West Coast, <laughs> you know, uh, Atlanta, it can you know, be done.
2: Texas, yeah. I've, I've actually gone through it. There are enough teams that be really close. It may be 16, 14 as Arizona. far as cold weather, warm mm-hmm. weather, dome stadiums. I mean, it could mm-hmm. be done. I know these teams say, well, if we start on the road, it's an unfair advantage. It's 162 games. Mm-hmm. All right, you can make this up during the year. I mean, it, it should be done. Uh, you have so many. And these teams are going gonna, to gonna, complain gonna because they have all these rain outs and cold outs and snow outs. In April, and then now we got to play double headers. Now we lose money. You know what? I, I don't get it. I just don't get it why they force these uh, teams to uh to open up these games when you know you're gonna have cancellations. You know the fans don't like because it's cold as hell, right? You know it's it's not baseball played in thirty degree weather. It's just it's just not. Agreed, agreed. Uh, so like I said,
1: a, a big day of programming uh, today on the Fantasy uh, fantasy Sports Radio Network. Uh, we've got, uh, like I mentioned, starting at noon, live coverage of the National Fantasy Baseball Championship Drafts taking part this weekend. Got the main event, which uh, our own Frankie Stanford will be a, a part of. I believe that starts at 1. But uh, great coverage uh, yesterday. I was listening, uh, you were doing the news updates uh, with uh, Greg Sussman hosting uh, Joe P. And I really also uh, enjoyed listening to uh, former Major League pitcher, Brad Ziegler, who's going to also be a part of the uh, broadcast team this uh, today as well. Just getting his insight as to, you know, uh, getting traded from uh, Arizona to the Red Sox and all that stuff. I mean, it was just really great stuff. Uh, and, uh, you know, Greg's a great host, asking all the right questions. And uh, Joe P. Sapia not only has the, uh, the wisdom, but has the wit. <laughs> he adds a little levity uh, to the team. So it's really good stuff. So uh, NFBC... Um, High stakes leagues, just to give you, uh, for instance, a $2,500 entrance fee for the uh, NFBC Super Auction, which I believe is going to be later today as well. So, uh, And then uh, I have to also mention Tout Wars is going on this weekend uh, in New York. So uh, lots of industry uh, drafting and uh, stuff that uh, if you follow, you could uh, it could help you
2: in uh, determining your draft strategy as well. Yeah, most leagues want to get going this weekend because, once again, Oakland-Seattle play Thursday. So they want mm-hmm. to get it done before the first game of the year. They, I mean, next week will still be a very big draft uh, weekend as well and draft week because, hey, it's only two games, you'll survive. But mm-hmm. uh, I expect this weekend to be the maybe the busiest weekend of the year as far as baseball drafts are concerned. Not a surprise here that all the big wigs are getting their drafts done this weekend. And you're right. You can learn something from uh, following the drafts. You can. As far as strategies, how these guys build teams, these are the Sharks. You know, you met someone like Chris Riccaro, <laughs> and you you might want to yeah. see how he's building his team, how he goes yeah. about it. Maybe you, you know you <laughs> figure something new out. So mm-hmm. uh, it certainly it certainly can't hurt.
1: Yeah, high stakes uh, fantasy baseball Hall of Famer Chris Vaccaro definitely uh, a force to be reckoned with among those uh, those drafting, and uh, like I mentioned, Frankie Stanfield is going to be uh, drafting in the, the main event uh, uh, early this afternoon, uh, and uh, he goes head to head. Matt Modica, another big time player, really knows his stuff year round, will be also in, uh, will be involved in that draft as well. So good stuff coming up, but uh, yeah, today I figure we'll uh, go around the league, George. George, uh, try to get in as many teams as we can, uh, division by division. Uh, take a look at the over-unders, you know, the win totals, and uh, just uh, team by team, just breaking down some of the more fantasy-relevant players uh, and uh, give some insight as to maybe some players maybe you uh, should draft, should avoid, maybe uh, some players that might end up getting called up middle of the season, so we'll, we'll do that. Uh, but uh, got uh, just a couple of quick notes and then, We'll uh, get going here. Uh, uh, Bryce Harper, a little scare for Bryce Harper owners yesterday in the Phillies. Got plunked uh, by a 96-mile-per-hour fastball in his ankle. Supposedly uh, initial x-rays came back negative. He's going to continue to go uh, through some more comprehensive testing. Hopefully they don't find anything. But uh, right now they're calling it an ankle contusion, George.
2: Yeah, right. I wasn't watching it live, but uh I saw it later and I saw the sound of yeah. it. Man, that didn't that didn't sound good. You heard it, hit the mm. bone, whatever that hit, man. It didn't sound good yeah. at all. Mm-hmm. So uh certainly understand why he was in pain and why he wasn't yeah. happy about it. But it, it looks like it looks like he's okay here. Uh mm-hmm. you but you said it. they are setting up a further test to make sure I gotta admit I'm a little surprised he's okay. This was a sound yeah. didn't sound good. But Reminds me uh, of what happened to Freddie Freeman
1: last year. Remember he got plunked on the wrist, the same wrist that he broke the year before? And just from the sight of it, it looked like he was going to be out for the rest of the year. And then, you know, he, it healed. It was just nothing. So we, we hope that that's the case uh, with Bryce Harper as well. So, But the thing is, he got a late start this spring. So, uh, you know, he's definitely going to be set back a little bit, but uh, hopefully he'll be ready for opening day.
2: I think he'll play opening day. Whether or not he's ready is a different story. And he's, <laughs> right. He doesn't have a hit yet in spring training. He's like, only been a couple mm-hmm. of games, and now he's going to— You've got to assume it, at the very least he misses this weekend, right? Won't play Saturday, Sunday. Maybe he's back next week. It's only another right. eight, nine games at most. I know. You yeah. know he's not, not going to play full-time. He's not going to get full four at-bats here. If on the mm-hmm. Phillies, I wonder if they start to bat him first, just to get him as many at-bats as possible in the games he does play. hmm Yeah, that's a good idea. All right. When we come back,
1: uh, why don't we uh, start breaking down some of these teams? Uh, Over, under, win totals, fantasy relevance of their players. When we come back, start me up, baby. Start me up. Burning wings. Sing it, Johnny! Sing it! it makes Welcome back to Fantasy Rain. Sports Radio Network. Fantasy Sports today. The Ring of Fire, Johnny Cash, The man of Black. This song reminds me of uh, Applebee's though. The uh, used to be uh, played on the commercial. Great song though. Love it.
2: Good job there, well, Sean Angle. I'm a Johnny producer. Cash guy. It's very good. Very good tune. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you have a favorite Johnny Cash song? That might be it. I mean, uh, yeah. I got a bunch of them. Uh, you know, Boy Named Boy Sue. Named, Boy Named Sue's <laughs> a really good <laughs> That's tune. A funny it one. Is. Yeah, <laughs> uh, he he's got a bunch. Uh, my mom was a big Johnny Cash fan, so uh, I grew up liking him as well. The guy, I, I got his best hit CD around here somewhere. So uh, yeah, mm-hmm. I'm a Johnny Cash guy. Like you said the Man in Black.
1: Yeah, good stuff from Sean Angle producing our show today on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. So uh, already a little drama, uh, George, in in, uh, my, in the uh, exhibition season where. Uh A.J. Hinch, the uh, manager for the Astros, gets <laughs> thrown out of the game. Was it yesterday? Uh, Angel Th- Hernandez threw him out after one pitch, supposedly uh, because uh, Hinch was arguing balls and strikes. And uh, like, I guess previous conversations between the two, uh, Hernandez admitted that he misses somewhere around like four calls a game. <laughs> he admitted that to Hinch. So maybe uh, you know he's got a little thin skinned and uh, was a little sensitive and maybe overreacted.
2: I think the uh listen, Angel Hernandez is one of the worst dumps in baseball. He <laughs> constantly gets one of the worst grades from players that mm-hmm. they don't like him. Mean, he is uh you mentioned thin skinned, he's uh angry as soon as he walks out there and all, all this other crap. Uh but why A. J. Hinch is arguing balls and strikes in the spring training game in the first inning? Beyond that's that's a personal issue there. That's that exactly I mean, you took the words right from my mouth. Has to be personal. You it, know, based on the conversation th- that
1: they had in the past.
2: Yeah, I mean uh Angel, Angel Hernandez says he misses four calls a game. You may miss four calls an inning, you know, I but <laughs> right. when you're behind the plate, I can certainly see that. He's the guy who had, what, three calls in a row at, wrong at first base and was it a Yankee <laughs> uh, game last year? I think it had to be Something Yankee, like
1: you know. that, yeah.
2: Yeah, He was uh, three calls in a row were wrong. It was hilarious. The, uh, mm-hmm. They were all bang, bang plays. We got each one wrong. Fifty fifty chance and he came up heads three times and you bet on tails. Uh, mm-hmm. Not good, Angel, uh, but he's a bad umpire. And there's quite a mm-hmm. few of them. Uh, I, said, I, think, I think throughout sports, officiating is bad. I, I just don't think it's baseball. I think officiating is, uh, is bad. It's, as far as the home plate goes, it's why I, I can't wait for uh, robot umps. You know, using Quest Tech, the K-Zone, or whatever it is. I can't wait till they get rid of these guys. And they won't even get rid of them, but so they, at least they can't. Uh, on the base, we can correct the calls. Yeah. Mm-hmm. at home plate, we can't. Ball and strikes, we can't. And it's the easiest way to influence a game. It's the easiest way by far. When these umpire strike zone, some umpires have a strike zone the size of a cereal box; the other is the size of a refrigerator box. You never know mm-hmm. what you're going to get. It uh, it changes from inning to inning, especially from the first inning to the ninth inning, well, Yeah, just so be strike consistent. Strikes are rice a oh, cookie box. It's right. uh, it's a joke in my mind. Do you think it's gotten
1: worse over the years? I mean, uh, or you think it's always been bad and just we're, we're noticing now?
2: It's probably always been bad, but I think back in you know before they all went to when they used to use the uh, the balloon chest protector, you know I know it didn't look nice the old Ron Luciano days back in the uh, yeah. you know the 70s and part of the 80s the balloon mm-hmm. didn't look great but it allowed them to sit right over the middle of the plate. Mm-hmm. Now where do they sit? They all sit on the inside corner, all of them on the inside corner, which means they're guessing on the outside corner. They're just right. guessing. You now they have no idea if it's a bullet strike. You know, it's close enough to strike or however they go about it. So I think that's a big part of the issue as well because they don't use the balloon. They use the chest protector now, which means they want to the catch it a block as much of them as possible because the ball hurts when they get mm-hmm. hit by it. A... So I think that's part of the issue there. Uh, part of it is it's just human fallacy as well. I mean, they're going to make mistakes. Uh, I don't think that's an excuse, mind you, when it can be fixed. Mm-hmm. You know, we can. Do... And I think the idea for me is you want to shorten these games. And once again, you go to a computerized strike zone. No, no more arguments. Who are you going to argue with? You know, you can argue with IBM. Go ahead, let me know how it works right. out for you. You know, green light, ball; red light, strike. Let's go next. Throw the ball, and I think it solves a lot of problems. Plus, and more importantly, the strike zone is now the same for everybody. But, no more this the uh, oh, this guy's going to be on the Hall of Fame. He gets a strike zone that's twenty-four inches wide. Oh, this young rookie throwing ah rookie, he gets a twelve-inch strike zone. You know, and we see this all the time. The veteran gets more of the plate. I mean, uh, listen, it's not the only reason. But Greg Maddox and Tom Glavin made a living or throwing the ball off the plate because the umpire called it every time because they were Greg Maddox right. and Tom Glavin. Right. You know, And, and you know, that'll stop now. Once again, it'll be the same for everybody, which is where the game is meant to be. Plus, it also means the high strike will be called, which they don't call now. At least a lot of most umpires don't. The game will speed up because the haters will realize we've got sw- to swing the bats. Have no choice. Got to swing.
1: Yeah. Now, I, I agree with you in terms of uh, consistency, you know, and uh, uh, let's face it, you know, even in the game of football, you know, Tom Brady seems to get the calls, right? Why? Because of his reputation. So and you mentioned uh, Don't Maddox get me started and... on football.
2: Yeah, yeah. Because <laughs> right, right. that's a joke, too. Think, think about football. Think about football, Joe. You get these old men, 50, 60-year-old guys right. who are 40, mm-hmm. 50 yards away running to the middle of the field to spot the ball. Oh, yeah, mm-hmm. that's going to be accurate. That's gonna be <laughs> accurate, sure. you know. And then you got this guy um, on the punts on the that go out of bounds. Yeah, yeah. he's able to watch a ball that's 20 yards in the air and the sideline at the same time. Sure, yeah, that's happening. <laughs> yeah, you know, that, I'm sure it's completely accurate. That, that's the old Price Is Right guy. I keep waiting for him to go off the edge of the cliff during that game. And to so, put his hand in the air, oh, yeah, I'm gonna stop here. That's all it is. You know what? Here's good. You know, it's, just, it's a joke. It's just a joke. And that hasn't changed in a thousand years in football. I mean, uh, yeah, sure, that that's accurate. No doubt no. in my mind, that's accurate. I mean, come, so come are on. Looking, are you looking to
1: uh, get um, robots uh, refereeing hockey? I mean, uh, football games <laughs> at
2: the stage? No, but you can put chips in the bowl mm-hmm. and chips on the field where it would be more, much more, you know, much more uh, You know, I, accurate. It's a, Once again, it's a joke. First downs determine games, especially late. We've all seen it. Well, mm-hmm. oh my God, inches off—he he got the first down by inches, or he missed by inches. You know, wouldn't it be nice if he actually knew what he did? I mean, it's—it's it's logical to me rather than have these uh, guys. That's all it is. It's the chain gang is guessing; they're just mm-hmm. guessing. And you know, we all buy it. Everybody buys it. Oh sure. I mean, it's still—it's close enough. That's really what we're playing here. That's just like I said, same in strikes and balls. You know, same with what the uh, NFL does. It's close enough. We're going with close enough. We're not going with perfect. So I, I think it's silly for two. Uh, you know, two industries that make billions upon billions, print down their own money. Really, you can't get the technology to do this? Give me a break. Mm,
1: I like the chip idea. That's that's very good. I like that. Uh, so uh, why don't we uh, start breaking down uh, some of these teams? Uh, we'll start with the AL East. Uh, last year, the uh, Red Sox, uh, 108 wins Kind of ran away with it. uh, Were uh, eight games up at uh, over the Yankees uh, uh, by the end of the season. But let's take a look at the Yankees. They uh, were 162, 100 wins, 62 losses last year. Their over under total is 96 and a half. You've mentioned it. uh, They first part of their season fairly easy, right? They've uh, played some uh, some weaker teams. Uh, so, uh, just in terms of just an overview in terms of what's been going on fantasy-wise uh, with the roster. Well, we got some news yesterday uh, on uh, Severino, and uh, t- to me, uh, very concerned now because uh, Brian Cashman says that Severino will not be ready until um, like early May, the the earliest. I mean that's the the last I heard. MRI came back clean. Uh, I think he got a a shot for the inflammation in his rotator cuff, but uh, this makes this worries me a little bit, there, George.
2: As well, it should. But once again, this is not a surprise. As soon as the injury happened on on these shows and everything else, don't count on Severino till May. That mm-hmm. was easy. It really was easy. Once the Yankees don't have to rush him, uh, they they just don't. They have the uh, the depth in their organization to cover for this. So that that's fine. They're not they're not gonna have to be worried, but oh my god, we're not gonna have starters there. You got Luis Sessa, you got Domingo Germain, you got Jonathan. La... you and I call him Lasagna. Lasagna, hmm. that's fine. I mean, you'll survive that. You mentioned the schedule for the Yankees. I mean, I think this is going to be true of most good American League teams. You know, it's just the way it is. It's cake. It's just mm-hmm. cake in the first half here. I mean, the Yankee schedule for April is. Baltimore at home for three. Then Detroit home for three. Then they're at Baltimore for three. Last I checked, Baltimore and Detroit are terrible. Two of the worst teams in baseball. Uh, then, okay, they're at Houston for three. Obviously, Houston's one of the better teams, but got to play somebody good. Then they play the White Sox. Then t- only two against the Red Sox, and they're both at home. And Then they are playing Kansas City, another bad team. And then they go out west. They're playing the, the Angels and San Fran. Once again, bad teams. Arizona's in there as well. Bad team. Before May, May picks up a little bit. I mean, a little bit. In May, it's it's just a, a schedule for the Yankees doesn't seem to really start until late May, June. So that's really mm-hmm. I'm sure Cashman's looking at this too and goes, you know right. what, What offense, if you know, Domingo Germán and uh, Lasagna giving a three, four runs a game, we're going to be fine. We're going to score eight. Yeah, you look at it, the Yanke- and the Yankees should score eight. And with that bullpen, let's face it, they don't need these guys to go six, seven innings. You can go four, five, Correct. you are know, fine. You know, I and mean, mm-hmm. we'll dominate after that. So there's no reason for the Yankees to worry here. There's no reason to panic and go sign Dallas Keuchel for three years and 45 Gio million. Gonzalez. He wants. Or Gio Gonzalez is somebody on a one-year deal I might look at. I, I mm-hmm. might look at. You know I, I would. But then again, what happens when everybody's healthy? And that's going to be an issue here. The Yankees have some option problems with players but you don't want to lose oh. these guys. Luis Cesar is going to make the team because he's out of options. Yeah. Yes. Right. so that, that, that's going to be an issue as and well. I'll you don't want you. to give these guys away for free.
1: He's seven some spring, too. Uh, 13 days in the 13 innings, zero walks, so uh, one ERA. I <laughs> mean, so you're right. He's out of minor league options, but uh, thankfully, he's pitching well.
2: He is, and hopefully, he keeps it up because we've seen this from Sester in the past mm-hmm. where he looks good, and then all of a sudden, when he pitches real games, he doesn't look good. But once again, I mean, his first start probably comes against Detroit. You know, second start. It looks like it's going to be at Baltimore. You know, so he should be okay. When he, uh, you know, as, long as you, if if you can, you want to avoid him. The Houston starts and you know the Boston mm-hmm. start. You know, but that should be doable for the Yankees in April with all the off days you gen- that teams generally have. You should be able, you should be able to finagle your rotation around that. So, uh, as far as the Yankees are concerned, I wouldn't worry about uh, the loss of Severino and or CeCe Sabathia for that matter. As yeah, far, but he's as fantasy start. owners. Yeah, yeah. I- Mm-hmm. If fantasy owners, uh, yeah, uh, I'm not drafting Severino. Not unless the value is there. I'm not dra- drafting Kershaw either. You know, two top ten starting pitchers, I'm staying away from both. I, I'm not, And there's no way on earth I would deal. Uh, I would uh, draft both. Because he's mm-hmm. the asking for trouble here. Uh, I think Severino, like I said, I think he's out till May. And hopefully he's fine after that. And I don't mind him missing him into the season, by the way, Joe. As a Yankee fan, it means he'll be crushing for the rest of the year. So I don't yeah. mind it at yeah. all. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, Kershaw, however... My problem with Kershaw is this: even if you get value, you know you get him round seven, round eight, whatever it might be, and you probably won't get the. Okay. now now he's he had a bullpen session yesterday. It was successful. He looked good. So I think he's going to go back to going being around four, around five guy in drafts. But anybody truly believe he's not going to get hurt again this year? You mm-hmm. know, let's say he misses the first two weeks of the season. I don't believe if, it. I, yeah. if, yeah. if I knew yeah. that I'd be fine. That's three, four starts. Right. He'll make he'll make twenty eight starts. I'll take that. But does anybody really, truly believe he's going to go the next six months without getting hurt? I mean, really? Joe Galena doesn't. I don't believe it. George Kershaw doesn't least, either. He's got at least another
1: IL stint in him before uh, the season's over. So, um, and you know, we're going to get back to the Yankees in a second, but since you bring up uh, Kershaw, what did you think about the news about uh, Walker Bueller? Now, he was a guy that I was kind of high on. I've only completed one draft, didn't get him, but he would be a guy that I'd— uh, look to target but uh, now uh, you know Dodgers were slow uh, slow pacing him uh, during the spring and uh, they're kind of admitting that really he he wasn't feeling right you know they really didn't get specific as to what the issue was at least I didn't hear any specificity regarding it but uh, any concerns over drafting Walker Bueller with that uh, little uh, nugget of news that came out this week
2: well, and like I said, I've done probably, between mocks and live drafts, I've done at least 10, 12. I don't have Bueller in any of them. He's going mm-hmm. earlier than I would like. Uh, so I had concerns anyway. But that's, that's me. I am, I'm a conservative drafter, owner. And I, I'm not big on drafting guys who've had one year in the big leagues. You know, they've done it mm-hmm. once. And right. that's crazy, he did it once at 137 innings. All right? Uh, so I'm worried about, does he get shut down in September now? Are they going to skip starts? Or is this why they're bringing him along slowly also? Save those innings. Because if you believe in the 40 innings plus, that means he doesn't go a full season here. Mm -hmm. That means 180 innings here. That won't get you through a full season. So I wonder how that's going to work there. You bring this news up as well. He's going to make his Cactus League debut on Monday, which means he won't be ready for the regular season. Not for Mm -hmm. the start of it. Maybe he comes in once again two weeks in, somewhere around there. Plus the innings cap. Too much for me. Too much for me to spend a uh, third, fourth-round pick, which is where he's going. You know, people are taking him as a low-end SP1, SP2. So, uh, yeah, I have concerns, Joe, and I'm not taking him.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: All right, so back to the Yankees. Uh, other fantasy news. Uh, what about the battle between uh, Luke Voigt and Greg Bird? So uh, it looked like at the start of the spring, uh, Voigt would be the, the favorite just based on what he did for the Yankees the past couple months. But uh, you've mentioned it before. I mean, bo- both of them are having decent springs, right? But you've mentioned how right-handed the Yankee uh, lineup is. Does that help Greg Burton anyway, in any way in this battle? And I guess also you have to mention the fact that uh, Aaron Hicks probably starting the season on the I.L. Maybe they could carry both of these guys uh, to start the season on the roster. Well,
2: there's a lot to go over here. Uh, go with Aaron Hicks. Yeah, I think he will start the season on the I.L., that sounds weird to say that, by the way. <laughs> right. uh, but I think I think he does sign uh, start on the IL. He hasn't played since March first. They gave him a quarter zone shot. Still not hitting yet. He says he feels yeah. better, but you know it's the 16th. You know I haven't seen today's lineup, See if he's in it yet. But let's say he is in it, and I don't know if he'll be. only 12 mm-hmm. days. Once again, same problem as Harper. Do you have it? Can you get enough at bats in there? Because everything he did from March first that doesn't matter anymore. Once you get a game or two in there. So that doesn't matter. you got to build up from here. I don't think it's going to be possible. So uh, I think Hicks does start. But, you know, Gardner will be your center fielder. Stanton and Judge left and right. Well, Clint Frazier now will make the team, right? So don't Mm -hmm. you need a fifth outfielder? Or is Tyler Wade going to be that guy? You know, the Yankees really Mm -hmm. were only planning on taking three uh, hitters. Extra hitters. You know, Mm -hmm. uh, one would have been, obviously, the backup catcher. All right, so that would have been Romine. One would have been probably, you know, Clint Frazier, maybe Clint Frazier anyway. Tyler Wade makes sense, but he also got LeMahieu in there, and he has to cover. So one of these guys can't make it. LeMahieu's making the team. So he's making the team, the backup catcher, so it's really only one of Frazier and Wade. And I think Wade makes the team over Frazier because of uh, he, he can play everywhere. So how does this mm-hmm. fit Bird and Voigt? I was thinking about this last night. How does, how does Bird or Voigt, the loser, make the team here? I don't mm-hmm. think they do. I don't think it matters here because I, want, I think they want position flexibility, which Bird and Voigt don't offer. Uh, as right. for these two, I mean, it's pretty much neck and neck how they've played during yeah. spring training, but all signs point to the Yankees wanting Voigt to win the job. He was the favorite coming in. Yes. Right at the end. They've all talked him up. I mm-hmm. wonder if there's something going on with Bird as far as he's just not well liked. You know his personality. <laughs> not that he's a bad guy, but what if he's just an introvert? He doesn't say much. Quiet, and Void right. is more. Uh, Void is much more Jason Giambi like. Mm-hmm. That's what he reminds me of. A right-handed Giambi. Not that he's a, as good a player as Giambi was. I'm not saying that, but more, much more of an extra. A happy guy, happy-go-go, go lucky guy, happy to be here. You know, he sparks up the team. That sort of thing, mm-hmm. When Bird, I think, brings the team down a little bit. So I wonder if that's what's going on here. I expect Voigt to win this competition, even though I think, as you said, the left-handed hitting Bird would look nice in that lineup. He would never face a left-hander. But I think the Yankees want Voigt to win it, and he's doing nothing to lose the job. I'd be surprised, outside of injury, if Voigt doesn't win this job as of right now.
1: Yeah, yeah. Uh, it, it looks that way, yeah. Um, and that's an interesting point that you bring up about uh, Greg Bird. Yeah, you know— uh, He's been uh, injured so often. uh, uh, It'd be interesting to see what people think. He thinks too much. Go out and play baseball. Yeah, yeah. All right. All right, when we come back, we'll continue breaking down the AL East. You're listening to Fantasy Sports Today on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Welcome back to the Fantasy Sports Radio Network, Fantasy Sports today, juggling at George Kurtz, Sean Engel producing our show. And if you want to avoid your fantasy team, Free Fallen, as sung by Mr. Tom Petty. Just listen to the Fantasy Sports Radio Network all day long. Hey, Antonio Brown uh, is now part of Raider Nation. Odell Beckham Jr. is now part of perhaps the most intriguing NFL team, the Cleveland Browns. Le'Veon Bell is now a New York Jet. And the 2019 NFL Draft is just around the corner. For serious fantasy football players, it's never too early to start preparing for the 2019 season. Roto Experts has you covered with their NFL 365 Fantasy Football Package, including the best math-based seasonal projections and rankings available anywhere on the internet. Davis Maddock and the Roto Experts are providing dynasty, season-long betting, best ball, and NFL draft content every day of the year to give you an edge regardless of what type of fantasy football you play. Save 10% at rotoexperts.com with promo code FNTSY. That's 10% off with promo code FNTSY. It's the NFL 365 Fantasy Football Package only at rotoexperts.com. So, George, a big week. I mean, I really got to – I want to spend uh, basically just about all of our time talking fantasy baseball today because of uh, draft season and uh, all the big-time drafts that are taking place. But what a week in in, in football. (laughs) I mean, uh, uh, were you surprised uh, about uh, the uh, Odell Beckham Jr. trade?
0: I don't think
2: you could be surprised. You've been hearing st- uh, this since last offseason, right? Mm-hmm. That uh, maybe he could be dealt. Uh, uh, the Giants have been strange. I mean, you're, you're, you're trading away everybody but Eli. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I don't get it. Uh, I don't think the deal was as bad as people make it out to be. Me neither. I mean, you got
1: a uh, right, got 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 first, first rounder, the third rounder, and a first rounder from two years ago.
2: Well, you can't say you got a first round of 2 years ago. that doesn't matter.
3: Okay. <laughs> it matter. Know, that, that, <laughs> I
2: mean, hey, look, you did. I mean, but you did. Yeah, but the, that's that, that's that's lawyer speak. When you still talk like that, you got your real <laughs> peppers. You know, now you you get judge on what he is now, not what he used to mm. be. Who cares? Yeah, I guess, they, right. they used to be a first rounder. All right, but I don't think the deal was terrible. I, I mm-hmm. don't. You know, uh could should they could they have gotten more? Should they've gotten more? Well, Antonio Brown went for a 3 out of 5. <laughs> I mean, uh Giants obviously did, did much better than that. Uh, mm-hmm. Granted, uh, Brown had some power there, where Del Beckham didn't. Uh, I, I just find it strange. I mean, if you're going to rebuild, then rebuild. You know, and uh, I think they owe, the Giants owe $5 million to Eli, I believe, tomorrow or uh, early next week as far as a uh, roster bonus. I'm not paying it. I, I'm probably not paying it. I just don't see why. You're obviously going to rebuild here. Draft your quarterback and go on. The only way I would pay it is if what you're saying is, you know what? I may have the sixth pick, I may have the seventeenth pick, still not drafting a quarterback. Well, then someone has to play quarterback. Then fine, you got to pay it, and you go, you do what you got to do here. Uh, listen, I, I, I would have taken Saquon Barkley last year if I was Giants. Not once again it had nothing to do with Barkley. I believe he was the best player in the draft. Going to be great, Hall of Fame, blah blah blah. Believe all that, but you can't win in this league without a quarterback. Giants proved that mm. last year. Barkley was great. You won five games. You can't win without a quarterback. Eli is not going to get you anywhere, right? We know that. And unless mm-hmm. you truly didn't believe in Sam Donald, Josh Allen, Josh Rosen, uh, Lamar Jackson, if you tr- if you didn't believe in them, fine, I get it. Then you got to do what you got to do, and you you don't draft the quarterback. But I have a hard time believing Gettleman didn't think did, or at least thought all these guys were going to be terrible, that they weren't going to yeah. be good quarterbacks. Well, and now just take
1: that. We should just take the little part that just a Gettleman didn't think,
2: <laughs> and then uh, use that. Yeah, he's, he's, he's certainly catching a lot of flack here uh, in the New York area, which is it's well deserved right now. And if he right. if he does pass on a quarterback again this year, I mean, will he be around next year to worry about it? Because it's going to be another bad year for the Giants. You know, mm-hmm. uh, they're obviously rebuilding. Even though I, you know, it's funny before the Beckham trade, I kind of liked what they were doing. You know, they mm-hmm. rebuilt the offensive line, where now it looks like an area of strength. You know, you had Barkley, you had Beckham, you know, and Shepard and Ingram. That's a, that's a nice offense. It was a nice mm-hmm. offense. But now Beckham's gone. It, it just tears it all down. And now you're bringing Golden Tate. This is a strange one for me. He's a slot receiver. So Shepard, for the most part, right? But now right. Shepard, is gonna have to move. Now he's forced to outside. go outside. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It doesn't make a lot of sense here. I don't know why you're doing mm-hmm. this. Plus, the defense is gonna be all-time bad, right? You have no mm-hmm. pass rushes. Granted, the draft is loaded with them. So the mm-hmm. Giants could get one, but still, how many how many pass rushers in their first year are dominating? It takes a few years at that position, generally, before you really mm-hmm. take off. So I don't know. The Giants seem to be all over the place. I thought the yep. Golden Tate signing was more of a, oh, let, let's get this and thing off the back page, we'll sign Golden Tate. You know, mm-hmm. that sort of thing, more of a PR move than anything else. So it's uh, a strange all around here. I think the Giants will pay Eli Main the $5 million bonus. Maybe they take Haskins at six. Maybe they trade up to get somebody, you know, maybe they go after maybe uh, they Rosen. trade for Rosen, right? right. <laughs> you know? I mean, no. and that's why some team has to do that. I mean, assuming right. we like, we all believe that Kyler Murray is going first to Arizona. The draft is going to mm-hmm. be fun. Because, well, yes. the, you know, the Cardinals right now, they're sort of, uh, that, that's the plot. Are they taking Murray? Are is they trading Rosen? Are they trading Murray? Because they're not, you know, I don't think they're going to keep that number one spot if they're going, if they're not going to take Murray, they'll trade out of it to, to a team that does want Murray. There's enough hype on Murray now where someone will trade, I imagine, give a bounty for Murray if the Cardinals don't want it. So mm-hmm. yes, I think it's going to be a lot of fun. You know, the Giants are definitely a part of this. see what they're going to do here. They now have two first-round picks. They could trade up theoretically with the Jets at number three. You know, mm-hmm. they want somebody there. So uh, I'm dying to see how it's going to work out here. But the Giants to me are, are all over the place. But like I said, I don't think the actual trade itself was all that bad. I don't. You know, I, I'm not saying I would have done that trade, but as far as the compensation. I thought it was okay. Maybe not a great trade for the Giants. It's certainly a better trade for Cleveland because of what because of what they're doing has nothing to do with Giants. What they're right. doing, Cleveland's doing, is fun right now. I mean, my mm-hmm. God! I, I figured who said it on Twitter, but you couldn't in a fantasy draft, you couldn't put together the talent that Cleveland <laughs> that the Cleveland Browns have. <laughs> it's a very good point, excellent
1: point. Well, uh, we're on tomorrow morning. You and I, uh, road experts, in the morning from eight to eleven. Lots of football news to cover. So we'll. Uh, you know, go uh, more in depth about this OBJ trade, you know, Le'Veon Bell and all the action that took place this past week uh, in the NFL. But uh, in a way, if, if I'm baseball and I know that, uh, you know, this is a kind of an outlier year because think about the, the, the players that got moved in the past week in the NFL, uh, Antonio Brown, Le'Veon Bell, OBJ, you know, arguably three of the, the, you know, top 15 best players in football got moved, <laughs> you know, and so much attention, so much of the focus, you know, um, ha- has been towards football. So if I'm baseballing away, I'm a little concerned that, hey, this is my time of year. This is the year where you should be looking at me. So, but, you know, today is a fantasy baseball day. Let's continue uh, breaking down some of this AL East action here. And uh, But, uh, it, you know, baseball should take note. So. Uh, by, by the way, what'd you think about the 96.5 number uh, for the Yankees over underwise? Uh, do you like, like them
2: over? I, I kind of do. Uh, I mean, I I would go it's over the number. They certainly can't go under. It's, it's, it's a huge mm-hmm. number you think about it. But the American mm-hmm. League is so bad. Yes. I mean, you think about it. American League East, you have three good teams, right? Yankees and Red Sox are great teams, Rays are a good team. The Central. I don't know how good the Indians are going to be. That offense is not going to be anywhere near what it used to be. Could with be that the pitching twins. staff, yeah. <laughs> now it's the Twins, I think, are are an interesting team. They've had, had a lot of nice additions. If some yeah. of these guys can perform up to expectations, I'm talking about you, Byron Buxton, Kepler. Yeah, you know, the pitching staff still scares me a little bit. If I'm, sure I'm a Twins, <laughs> with all these additions you've made, don't you want to take a look at Keichel? Take a look at Craig Kimbrel? You know, mm-hmm. I think either one would really help this team. Uh, but I think the Twins are, you know, they're a decent, they're not a great team by any means. But they're, they're a team, okay, fine. We'll, we can talk about them a little bit. And then obviously out west, you have Houston, they're a great team. And uh, Oakland, I don't know, I think they did it with Mirrors last year, so I'm not really sold on them either. You know, pitching staff is like, ugh. You know, so uh, once again... Jesus lazardo <laughs> <laughs> Love yeah, that but he, guy. <laughs> r- rookie in his first year. I not know. not do a lot, lot of damage. And he'll be on a major innings limit anyway. But yes, I, mm-hmm. listen, I'm in on Lazardo too. I've tried to get him in a couple of leagues and keep getting sniped, it seems like. <laughs> I <cleared> by Chris <laughs> yeah, he Mitchell goes earlier, earlier and earlier. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the, the hype is there for Lazardo. You're right. That's, that's a great mm-hmm. point. The hype is there. He is going earlier and earlier in drafts here. But the bottom yes. line is this Yankees 96.5, even without Severino. You know, even without – not that is uh, great at this point in his career. Anyway, yeah, I'll go over. I have a tough time seeing how them and the Red Sox don't win 100 games unless other injuries happen to hit here. The Yankees won all those games last year. You think about it. Judge missed two months. Sanchez was mm-hmm. pretty much MIA. I mean, they still won all these games. You know, these guys right. stay healthy. The Yankees, the Yankees are going to score 1,000 runs this year. So, yeah, I'm in on the Yankees.
1: Yeah, I want to move on to the Red Sox, but uh, just a quick uh, point. I mean, it just seems that, you know uh, – Judge is in just he's he's just so super focused, you know. Uh, Missed some time last year with that injury, but uh, um, I think he hit his fifth home run of the spring uh, last season. Uh, And what do you you think about Stanton? To everybody saying bouncing back, (laughs) Uh, he should have another uh, you know productive year as well. But uh, you know, and uh, Judge, what do you think about him not uh, wanting to take part in that home run derby?
2: Uh, I found that interesting. Uh, for those who don't know, well, part of the new rules in baseball this season is that the winner of the home run derby gets a million dollars.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: You know, and that may not mean anything to Mike Trout or you know Manny Machado, Bryce Harper getting three hundred million. That's double what Judge is getting paid this year. So it mean it would mean something to him, and yet he's still saying he won't uh, participate in it. I think this is disappointing for baseball. I do. I think they would have liked to have seen Judge in there and Stanton, and probably maybe Sanchez too. See them all go in there. So uh, I'm a little surprised, but I think for Yankee fans this is a good thing. Because I think it lets you know that Judge cares about one thing and one thing only, winning. Yeah. You know, I think that's all he wants to do. That's all he cares about. He's not worried uh about, you know, the extra five hundred thousand, you know, the extra million dollars he'd win for uh for getting it which he probably would win it, let's let's face it, he probably would. You know, he, <laughs> that's not what he's worried about. He knows he's gonna get paid. You know, once his arbitration then his free agent he's gonna get paid. Yeah, so he's not really truly worried about that. Uh, so I think that's some good for George, uh that he, that he decided not to do that. I personally, yes, I would have liked to have seen him in it. I prefer the home run derby more than I do the All-Star game. Uh, mm-hmm. Which, by the way, they're going to have election day for the All-Star game? What the hell? Yeah. I couldn't, I, <laughs> I couldn't care less about the All-Star game. I truly couldn't. Yeah. Uh, so once again, I think that's, that's fine. Judge is locked in right now. He did hit his fifth home run in spring training yesterday. They were all to right and right center, so you can see what mm-hmm. he's doing. He's uh, sort of gearing up for Yankee Stadium. He, uh, mm-hmm. he is taking a very short sw- – uh, he, he doesn't have a big step now in his stance. He's really just up and down, you know, and so he's just getting there. He, he, I think he wants to cut down the strikeouts. That's what he's trying mm-hmm. to do. he cut down the strikeouts here, hitting a lot to right and right center, which in Yankee Stadium will play very well. This is something Sanchez needs to do. Because I think a big problem with Gary Sanchez last year, Joe, was that I think it probably came from the home run derby the year before with Stanton and uh, you know, Judge hitting all these home runs. I know Sanchez beat Stanton in his round. But then in spring training last year, he would seen all the long home runs that Judge and Stanton hit in batting practice, and Sanchez wanted to match them. You know, a little mm-hmm. macho thing going there where he forgot you hit the ball to the right center. Works very well in Yankee Stadium. He sort sure. of forgot he was pulling off everything. That's why he was missing all those outside sliders. He was pulling off everything. One hit every ball a mile to the left. left. He gets back to hitting that ball to the right center. He's going to be a monster as well.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, uh,
1: great points. And, and like you, uh, well, I mean, from an entertainment uh, perspective, sure, I'd love to see a Judge in the home run hitting contest. But uh, for me, I'm happy that he said no, uh, not only because it shows that his focus is on winning. And when it comes to, you know, million dollars doubling his salary yes but i'm sure he's making tons of money from endorsements and will continue to do so as well but uh the thing that you bring up in terms of sanchez brings up my biggest uh fear of players that i care about joining that home run hitting contest is that it messes with your uh approach at the plate messes with your mechanics so uh hey you know uh, Ball players today are already swinging for the fences and uh, adjusting, you know, their approach at the plate to hit home runs. Is that they don't need to, you know, at least guys that I care about, <laughs> uh, I don't need them in that in that contest. I mean, there's only – think about it. I mean, there's a, a, a ton of home runs being hit in the major leagues. There's only uh, a few players that you could say are kind of locks for hitting 40 or more, you know. Uh, You know, Locke, I I put in quotes because, you know, 40 is a big number to approach. But Stanton could do it easily. You know, Judge could do it easily. Joey Gallo will strike out a million times, but he could hit hit 40 home runs. Chris Davis with a K. Uh, But uh, J.D. Martinez, let's transfer – transition over to the Red Sox. He's another guy uh, that, uh, you know, is – quote-unquote, a lock for, you know, 40 home runs or, or so. Uh, when you look at what the Red Sox did last year, 108 wins. They're over-under this year's 94-and-a-half uh, basically, uh, they were an offensive juggernaut just as a team. Led the majors in batting average, runs scored, OPS. Uh, JD Martinez had a phenomenal year. Dealing with a little bit of a back issue. Supposed to be nothing, but it's yeah, just something to to notice. I mean, uh, he's a perennial 300 uh, hitter, and a 40 home run guy as as well.
2: Yeah, JD was back in the lineup yesterday. He'll be fine. He's a very, he's a professional mm. hitter. I mean, this, guy, mm-hmm. this guy can hit And once again he no, It's funny how these guys Who uh, are all great hitters Use right field And J.D.'s another mm-hmm. one A lot of his power is to right center he, uh, he hangs back on the ball He's not looking to pull everything Where uh, the off-speed off speed pitches Then get him He sits back So he uses mm-hmm. that uh, right field Very well for the Red Sox there uh, He was back in my lineup yesterday In a mock I did for CBS yesterday He lasted eighth Which is uh, I think the latest I've seen him go uh, All season long you know, I nailed him at eighth I was very happy to get him there I'm not mm-hmm. worried about the injury. Like I said, he played in the Yankee and got a hit yesterday. He'll be fine for opening the day. You could take 3D where you normally would.
1: Very good. Uh, what do you think about uh, – we just have uh, less than two minutes and we'll continue our Red Sox discussion uh, when we come back from break. But uh, what do you think about – any concerns about Chris Sale – it uh, continues to put up big numbers, uh, missed a little over a month of the season, two separate IL stints last year, some shoulder inflammation and whatnot. Uh, velocity was up and down over the course of last season. Uh, is he a guy that you just, you know, autopilot kind of ace, or a little concerns based on uh, what you saw last year with the, the uh, inflammation?
2: Oh, I have concerns. It's not just last year. It's every year. He's going to miss a couple mm-hmm. of weeks. He seems to break down. He's not as, not as effective in August and September because it's a long season. The innings will uh, add up. So I think you have to be concerned. Now, once again, mm-hmm. in that mock yesterday, I took him. Second round, mm-hmm. uh, whatever, I had the eighth overall pick, or so whatever that makes it in the 12th a uh, twelve round league. Pick 15, uh, DeGrom and Scherzer went. I was between uh, Sale and Verlander. And the reason I took mm-hmm. Sale over Verlander is only because in every other league, I have Verlander, it seems like. That's always mm-hmm. I that's always the guy I end up with. So I took Sale on this one just to be a little different. Uh, and if, if the league counted, if it was a money league, I'd have probably gone Verlander because, yes, I do have concerns. Even though is older, I think he's built more like a traditional pitcher where he'll last. Yeah. Uh, yeah, Sale also,
1: he, he's consciously not been throwing at 100% at times to preserve his arm but when we come back we'll continue breaking down the AL East Boston Red Sox fantasy sports today
3: on the fantasy sports radio network